Hey, what is up everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon and with me as always is Caleb. Uh, he was gone last week because of some personal issues, but we got him back this week to talk about Legally Blonde. Uh, we are continuing on with our Chick Flick Month. But before we get to all that, I'm going to share what I've been watching and then we'll get to Caleb and he can give some thoughts on Dirty Dancing. But uh, things I've been watching, I'm continuing on with the newest Beavis and Butthead. And it's it's still pretty funny. Um, I I didn't even realize like they're in season two of it and they're still releasing episodes, so they're popping up every once in a while. And I'll check them out. Um, other than that, I've been watching Kitchen Nightmares again for like the millionth time, just because we're running out of shows to watch, and I feel like we watch it all the time. Uh, I watched the latest episode of um the Stone Cold Show that the title is so generic that I can't remember it. Um, and then like, it's always an entertaining show, but I could, I always blank on what happens in it. And that's what's happening again this week. Uh, I f he did something with like lie detectors, <laughs> like learned how to, um, give lie detectors to people because somebody was taking beer out of his fridge or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. It was kind of funny. Uh, I also watched the latest WWE most wanted treasures. They did it about Roddy Piper. And uh, Roddy Piper passed away, gosh, probably close to 10 years ago now. So obviously he couldn't do it, but they had his daughter on there and she was talking about stuff. So that was pretty cool. <clears throat> uh, and I watched The Fast and the Furious, the first one. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I felt like the need to watch that movie. The need for speed. <laughs> the need for speed. No, Monica. Um. <sighs> uh, Someday we'll have to talk about that movie because we do quote it every once in a while. Do a Fast and Furious month where we watch all 15 all movies. All 10 movies. <laughs> 11, actually, because we got Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, well, and then, then the last few things I watched, I watched a few different WWE Royal Rumble matches, and I don't know. Not too much to talk about with that one. But uh, what about you? What have you been watching? And let's get your thoughts on some dancing that is dirty. Well, talking about uh, sports, kind of, I did watch some of the NBA finals, so I'm sure everybody's super interested in that. But <laughs> is I, it over yet? Yeah. Who uh, won? The, the Nuggets won. Oh, okay. See, I had no clue. <laughs> I knew yeah, the Nuggets were in it, but I didn't know who won. I'm uh, pretty sure. Yeah, it was five. They won in five. Um, But then I rewatched the Super Mario Bros. movie. Still as great as ever. So enjoyed that one. Uh, my background show now is back to being Family Guy, where I just literally have it going, and then sometimes I catch it, but most of the time it's just like repeat, uh, repeatedly playing. But uh, the other movie that I got to see was the 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So mm. that was a first-time watch. Um, Have you seen that one? I have not. Okay. Uh, I have not. Have not. Did not. Uh, <laughs> really good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I remember people raving about it when it came out. And basically, I watched it because the second one's out now in theater. Yeah. So I might be seeing that um, sometime soon. I'm not sure, but I was just like, ah, eh, I should get around to watching the first one. And yeah, they did a really good job with that. I was really kind of skeptical about, you know, 
how it would be not being live action. Um, but honestly, I think it not being live action, it's actually a lot better than so many Marvel movies, like for so many reasons. But also, I'm not going to tell you who's in it, but you need to watch it sometime and then talk to me afterwards to see if you figure out what <laughs> person in the movie I am specifically waiting for you to figure out is in the movie. Okay. So, but yeah, that was good. And I guess to talk about Dirty Dancing, I'm not going to drag out too much. Um, Great movie. I would give it a five out of five. Uh, Great performances. Some very, uh, that was probably the second time I watched it all the way through. Um, Because most of the other times, you know, you kind of catch parts on TV or something like that. Yeah. But man, like some, I forgot about how serious part of that movie was. <laughs> right. But then also I was watching and I, and I was kind of like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like, you know, they're Patrick Swayze isn't really like making this relationship happen. Like he's not really doing anything, you know, th- this isn't going so far. And then all of a sudden it went and I was just like, oh, it went too far. <laughs> but but here's my main thought behind it. When they were doing the intro introduction at the beginning and everything and the, a little bit of narration, it's just like, why couldn't she have been 18? Yeah. Like, why couldn't they have just been like, <clears throat> I just graduated high school and we were taking our uh, yearly summer family vacation after which I was going to go into the Peace Corps. Like, why not? Why not just say she's 18? Yeah, because they already had all that else, everything else in place. They could have just aged her one year. Yeah, like or a few months or however old she was. She was seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then that could have changed so much of it because, yeah, I mean, if you look it up, he she's supposed to be seventeen and he's supposed to be twenty four. That's that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I know eighteen doesn't make it. A, a, isn't doesn't really close the gap a whole lot, but from a lot of legal perspectives and just kind of like making you feel better about the whole situation, it would have made a big difference. Yeah. One one year makes a big difference Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it comes to that. Uh, Even though she's got hungry eyes. (laughs) Yeah. But it was uh, 1987. So apparently that was not that important. So yeah, but it was also based in what? 1960s, 1963, I think. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, shallow and pedantic. <laughs> Did you uh, have any uh other things that you kind of thought of that you didn't share last week? Yeah, one thing I didn't share was as a father of two girls, I'm not sure I would be too keen on my 17 year old uh daughter being involved with a 24, 25 year old guy named Johnny Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a shirtless, sweaty dance instructor. Yeah. Uh, Who's known for servicing lonely housewives at the um, resort. And yeah, the name Johnny Castle, I thought, sounded like a porn star name. Um. Yeah, that was really the only thing I think I had that I forgot to share last week. 
Yeah, no, um, I mean, like, I have a daughter too, so yeah, I would definitely be on the same boat as you, where it's just like anyone would not feel great about that yeah and it's family guy did it so well other than they got baby's age wrong but um when they show patrick swayze walking up he's like nobody puts baby in a quarter and her dad's like actually yeah i do because i'm her father and she's 16 <laughs> and then like the cops come over and arrest him and then like the next thing they show is patrick swayze in prison and like this big muscular dude walks up and they start playing hungry eyes <laughs> <laughs> and he takes his clothes off and like licks his ear. <laughs> well, yeah. Then they're like, "How old are you anyway?" And he's just like thirty, and he's like thirty-four or something like that. <laughs> yeah. What are you like thirty? Thirty-four. Which is probably how old Patrick Swayze was when they made the movie. I can't remember what I said last week. Oh man. Good but, times. Yeah. Now that we got that covered and that you're back, we can talk about Legally Blonde. And it's a movie that's pretty popular. I mean, it spawned a sequel and a Broadway musical, I believe. Might not have been Broadway, but I know they made a musical version of it. Um, Do we feel the same love for this movie that many people do? Do we even really like Reese Witherspoon? (laughs) It was a question that we kind of came up with uh, talking about it. Uh, So, yeah, stick around. We'll be talking about Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, it is from 2001, it is directed by Robert Luketic? Luketic? I don't know. Uh, it's one of those instances of, if I was a better podcast host, I'd probably look up how to say the guy's name. But I'm going to take a st- shot at how to say his Luketic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the plot is, Elle Woods, a fashionable sorority queen, is dumped by her boyfriend. She decides to follow him to law school. Uh, while she is there, she figures out that there is more to her than just her looks. Uh, the cast, we got Reese Witherspoon as Elle Woods, Luke Wilson as Emmett, Selma Blair as Vivian, Matthew Davis as Warner, uh, Victor Garber as Professor Callahan, and Jennifer Coolidge as Paulette. Uh, I believe it's the second time I've seen this movie. I don't really remember the first time I saw it, but I know I've seen it before. I think it was probably soon after it came out on, like, DVD or something. I probably rented it. Um, Yeah, and I don't remember too much about it. I remember that she was a law student, and uh, I didn't remember that she chased her boyfriend there. But I know she, like, started proving people wrong. I thought she was just some dumb airhead. Yeah, that was pretty much all I remember from this movie. Well, this is a first was a first time watch for me. Um, really? Yeah, and I actually never knew what the premise of the movie was. <laughs> like between her going to Harvard and her chasing her boyfriend, basically or ex boyfriend, yeah. I guess. And so, <laughs> I felt really kind of dumb 
um, because I don't know how far was it the movie, and I was like, oh, that's why it's called Legally Blonde. Oh, that's why they call it that. <laughs> oh, Superman 4, Search for Hope, or whatever it yes. was. That's why oh, they he's... call me Superman for the quest for hope or whatever the heck it is. Oh, he said it. He said the movie. Oh, that's why they call it that. Yeah, no, I was, I, I felt really kind of dumb because I knew I understood nothing. So when I saw this movie, um, advertised, and I just thought it was a play on you know someone being blonde, but they're not just blonde. It's like legally blonde i don't know yeah. it just I, I thought it was something related to blonde jokes or something so i didn't and it think it was a double literally. entendre yeah didn't think literally but a question rose um from this movie and i don't know if it's something that we quickly easily know the answer to but which wilson brother first made the break into movies huh because I always thought it question. was... I it always took thought, me a while to even know that those two guys were brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, which is funny because they look pretty similar and even sound kind of similar. Oh, yeah. And they play kind of similar characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was... um When I was watching this, I was just like, man, I always thought Owen Wilson was kind of the first Wilson brother to kind of make an impact in the movie industry. But then... I was looking at this and I was just like, man, I think Luke go, might go back further, but I don't know. So I, I just kind of threw it out there and didn't know if you had any thoughts or knew anything. Okay, I just Googled it. They both starred in the 1996 film Bottle Rocket, mm-hmm. which is the first big movie, and it was directed by Wes Anderson. So okay. they kind of broke at the same time. Oh, no wonder Owen... Obviously, Owen's like the bigger name now. Wow, but but yeah, looking at their things really quickly, their list is that um, Rushmore is a pretty popular movie, Mm -hmm. and Luke was in that, which was 1998, and Owen Wilson he had some roles in Anaconda and Armageddon, but I don't think his first real quote-unquote big movie was until shanghai noon in 2000 yeah so and then he had wedding crashers and all those movies yeah but i mean luke wilson still had um like old school that was a pretty big movie mm-hmm. but when did and that he, come out he had a recurring character on that 70s show too as kelso's brother oh yeah where where the heck is old school Why can't old school is like 99 2000 Something like that. I don't know. Barnett. Actually, the first Wilson brother to break out was Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> uh, by the way, 2003, old school. Ah, I thought it was older than that. Idiot. Weird wild stuff. <laughs> oh, Anyways, man. back to the blonde of legality. <laughs> oh... I guess we could just jump right in. I've already covered the cast. Um, man, what's good in this movie? I had like the supporting cast because there's quite a few recognizable people, mm-hmm. and it was a quite a few. Hey, it's that guy, and hey, it's that girl. 
um, even like her friends and stuff. Um, her one friend is, oh my gosh, what character was she? She was in, she was the, like the alt girl in, uh, Mean Girls. Okay. Who was friends with, uh, Lindsay Lohan's character in the gay guy whose name I can't remember. I've never seen Mean Girls, so I don't know. Really? You've never seen Mean Girls? Nope. Oh, wow. Dude, I skated through my dating years by totally not getting... (laughs) Uh, flooded with chick flicks so i think you'd actually like that one because it's i would say it's more of like like a comedy like um bridesmaids like bridesmaids is kind of like a borderline chick flick but Mm -hmm. i don't know comedy but uh linda cardellini as like the defendant's um stepdaughter (laughs) Yeah, uh, and she was in Freaks and Geeks and uh, Dead to Me, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I'm. I always like her and everything she's into. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. I I saw her pop up and I was like, oh hey. Yeah, she just. I don't, maybe it's just the character she plays, but she always seems like she's a pretty cool person. Yeah, but, you want to uh, you want to know a funny thing? Why we're talking about characters here? Um, you didn't talk about him, but the UPS guy. Okay, yeah. His his name's Bruce Thomas. I totally like on a glance, you know, when he came up on screen real quick, I thought it could have been Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and I see think... when I first saw saw him, I thought it was Luke Perry for a minute. Okay. <laughs> from nine oh two one oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it would have been pretty funny if it was Luke Campbell. I feel like he could have uh or Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then Allie Larder as the defendant, the the workout lady. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what I remember her from is from Final Destination Two, in Final uh-huh. Destination. Um, I mean, she's done tons of other stuff. Varsity Blues is one of them we talked about that she was in. Oh yeah. Um, she was the. Wasn't she? She was Paul in Heroes. Walker's Paul Walker's girlfriend in Varsity Blues, I think. Yeah, who yeah. then hit on the other guy. Yeah, with the whipped cream bikini. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other guy, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm leaving out one person, which I'll get to with it. It's kind of great because she always just kind of cracks me up. But um, I guess other things that are good in this, it's. It's a pretty good time capsule of 2001 mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from like the fashion, the music, the jokes, and I don't know, just like the overall feel of the movie. I feel like there's a few movies that really capture that time like this and um, Road Trip. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You remember Road Trip and The New Guy <laughs> is another one mm-hmm. with DJ Qualls. Um yeah, I feel like those all kind of capture that feeling of the early 2000s, which kind of bled over into movies like Superbad, which I feel like was kind of the end of that wave. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, Dude, a little weird thing that I totally forgot about is how Reese Witherspoon was in American Psycho. Oh, yeah, she was. Patrick's girlfriend. Yeah. 
And then she's in <laughs> Legally Blonde. This was like right around the same time too. It wasn't too long after that. Because mm-hmm. I think American Psycho was 2000, wasn't it? Yeah. When was she in Fear with Marky Mark? Uh, 1996. Yeah, so she was pretty young in that. Yeah. But never been a huge um, Reese Witherspoon fan. Yeah, neither have I. I feel like my wife likes her. It makes me think of the Family Guy joke where it's like they're trying to bust into that safe where it's like Ocean's Eleven. And they're like, how are we going to cut into the safe? It's like, I'll just use Reese Witherspoon's chin. Uh, that's what I kept thinking of during this movie. Um, I guess uh, things that are great. I had a hard time finding some of some things for this. The first thing I had was Jennifer Coolidge, aka Stifler's mom, <laughs> and that woman is just she's always so ridiculous, and she's got like some weird. She always like mixes in some kind of weird accent. <laughs> Where I don't really even know what her normal speaking voice is because I feel like every time she's playing kind of the same character, uh, yeah. she's really good at playing like seductive characters, but also playing like really doofy characters. Mm-hmm. And she leans more on the the doofy one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And her really her first big break was probably Stifler's mom because I really don't remember her from anything before that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think some of the great stuff is kind of what you said with, like, capturing the early 2000s. Um, I don't know. There's not really anything I look at this where I'm just like, great. That was great. That person was great. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of good stuff. I mean, honestly, uh, I know that we're going to get there, but I don't know if I'll have much for bad, but it's just like, a lot of solid good stuff, but there isn't really anything that went above and beyond. Yeah. I had some of the humor was, was pretty funny. Um, you the know, part where she's showing like all the women at the, the beauty shop, like was it the, the bend and pop up or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny. And then when Jennifer Coolidge tries to do it and she breaks the UPS guys's nose, <laughs> Like that, that really made me laugh. Um, I thought her, um, crap, her resume video or whatever they call it. Yeah. There's a specific word, for, uh, name for it was absolute bonkers and was totally hilarious where they were just like, well, why don't we let her in? And it's like a bunch of guys and it's like, no, duh, you're going to let her in. Yeah. Which was the point they were going for, but still, it was just. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I got more to say about that kind of when we get towards what's bad. <laughs> uh, so I guess favorite scene or most memorable scenes. Um, I My favorite scene I had is when uh, Jennifer Coolidge broke the UPS guy's nose. Nice. Like, it's such a throwaway part in the movie, but it just made me laugh because she's just always so doofy and. It's obvious like that this guy is really into her and she doesn't really have to do much of anything. Yeah. So then she just overdoes it and ends up hurting him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of the, it's just one of those things where it's just like just you don't have to f- just don't fail and she totally did. And she still was okay, but it was just like just say hi, just do anything. 
Yeah, that part kind of cracks me up because it's obvious that like he's super into her and she doesn't really have to do anything. And then she overdoes it and ends up hurting the guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, it just cracks me up. Uh, I guess other scenes, too, that are kind of funny is when she's walking by the, the goofy, awkward guy, big fat guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like asking a girl out and she's like, oh, why would I go out with you? You're a weirdo. It's like, girls like me don't go out with guys like you. And then Elle pretends that, like, her and this guy hooked up and he didn't call her back. And then she slaps him. And then all of a sudden the girl's interested in the guy. See, okay. That I was had... kind of funny. But it was kind of funny, but at the same time, it was kind of dumb. Well, I had that as bad because it felt like it didn't fit. Yeah. Like, I understand it, but sh- there was hardly anything. I mean, I think there was like one other main interaction with her and that guy where he helped her get a book off the shelf. Yeah, I don't understand why that guy was even there. His character was just kind of like, oh, hey, there's a fat guy. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, he was in the um, orientation or their group introduction or whatever. But yeah, really, honestly, besides that, it's just kind of like what this is one of the few people who doesn't hate L, but yeah, I I thought that part was kind of funny too, but I had that listed more under something that was bad just because I felt like it was weird. So Yeah, it sounds like we're gonna have more stuff that's in bad, so do you want us to go right into that? <laughs> uh yeah. I had that I usually really like Luke Wilson and stuff, but I felt like he was so flat and underutilized in this movie. His character was just kind of blah and I noticed in this too. I was like, "Oh, there's I forgot Luke Wilson's in this." And then like I did like something popped in my head of Luke Wilson where he's always kind of like um very confident, but at the same time he's like borderline annoyed most of the time. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. how he acts, and then like when he says something to her, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly. And I, then I started thinking about it. I was like, he plays the same character in everything he does. Yeah, I was just gonna say he doesn't exactly have a huge range. So, but yeah, definitely in this one, it felt. I mean, like, I don't know. He did his part, but if you're dividing things into groups, I would put it more into kind of the bad area. Because not a lot. He, I I don't know. He didn't add anything. No, he didn't. He was just kind of there and wasn't like super important. I don't know. They just, I felt like he was very underutilized in this movie. Uh, Another thing I had watching this, this movie's basically white privilege, the movie. Because L goes from being in some college and it's basically supposed to be UCLA. Okay. That she's at. And she's like a fashion designer, merchandiser or something like that. And then all of a sudden she can just decide she's going to Harvard law. Like she scores really well on the test and then has that ridiculous, um, like video resume submission. And then they're like, oh, let's just let her in. Like, yeah, okay. She has, I mean, what, she had a 4.0, and then she scored good on that test. And then she started reading off, like, some of her extracurriculars, but they're all just, like, dumb. 
extracurriculars that well, like some bimbo would do, you know? Oh yeah. And I don't know, it was just you know, oh she's like rich and she's blonde and she's attractive, so let's just let her in. <laughs> I oh, felt yeah. like it's like is this white privilege the movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, basically. Yeah. And I guess that kind of leads me into that I discovered I guess during watching this, maybe that I'm not the biggest Reese Witherspoon fan. And I feel like her character is, there's nothing really truly like fully likable about her. I mean, she's nice enough, but at the same time, she's pretty vapid and full of herself, at least mostly at the beginning. And the whole reason she goes to law school is to try to like pretend to be a better person so this guy will marrier oh yeah well that was totally something that i had down as bad where it's just kind of like the so much of the concept behind this movie is kind of dumb i mean now granted okay i'm this is a chick flick and then there's guys comedies and let's be honest guys comedies are pretty dumb too yeah but the idea of this being the her breaking or them breaking up and her being motivated to go to Harvard because of it. And I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think, is there, is there a guy version of this story? I mean, there kind of is where sometimes like a couple breaks up and a guy goes across like road trip almost and goes across country to see a girlfriend or something like that. Yeah, but, I would say like road trip and Euro trip are kind of that way. But to this magnitude where like he straight up dumped her when she was expecting to be proposed to and they had a bad breakup and this comes to uh memorable scenes and but also bad is like they just broke up. She basically walks out on him. She's walking down the sidewalk and he's driving next to her and he like coerces her to get in the car with him <laughs> by like making her feel dumb kind of, I felt like, yeah. and talk like really talking down to her. And I was just like, what? what, he just broke up with you and now you want to get in the car with him. And then you are so motivated that you want to completely uproot Change your, your life. life. Yeah. And go to a different school and put in all this extra work and effort to prove that you're good enough for a guy who just totally dumped you. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's how I felt during this. I'm like, I was like, she's kind of an idiot. And I don't really care for her. Yeah. And and so I don't want to be naive enough to say like, oh, they don't say, uh, they don't make movies like that where guys do the same thing because guys do plenty of stupid things too. But this one just. I don't know. <laughs> I, I it made me scratch my head while they were kind of laying out the plot line. Yeah. Oh, and then another thing was the whole Vivian character. Like I thought, Selma Blair did a good job of being like this bitchy, um, snooty, stuck-up girl. But then at the same time, like, she has a, a flip halfway through the movie where she starts liking Elle. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they, it says, like, in the wrap-up that they become best friends. And I'm like, I just don't see that character changing like that. Yeah. 
it just didn't seem to work as well as they had it, I guess. And I, I, this time I kept thinking like, okay, she's going to screw her somehow. Like she's trying to get her to like her and then she's going to like, you know, stab her in the back. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to, I'm going to suck her in like almost like a wrestling, (laughs) like (laughs) like an old WCW or WWE storyline. Um, <laughs> what it made me think of is it used to happen to the wrestler Sting all the time, where you'd always trust somebody and then they'd stab him in the back, and it happened over and over and over. And it got to the point where it's just like, okay, is Sting an idiot? Or <laughs> that's what it made me think of. It's like, okay, when's she gonna turn on her? But it never happens. Um, and then the whole thing with Professor Callahan, like, there's really no reason for her him to be a creep. It brings nothing. To the story other than the fact that she gets him fired because Ali Larder's character is just like oh he's a POS I want rid of him and then she hi- hires L to be um, her representative yeah you know what honestly would have been better in my opinion because uh, I too felt like that was weird like all of a sudden it took a very serious turn when he like yeah. came on to her um, is just like why didn't they have him I don't know, get in an accident or something (laughs) on being like, Oh, he's in the hospital and now he can't come to court. So like his team has to represent him. And because of how much Luke trusted, um, L the character L it's just like, it would just make sense that he would have her come in and then she could swoop in and save the day. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, there, there. Like, were... Oh, there's some, there's some loophole where she can be the, we can represent this girl in a murder trial. I'm like, I really don't think there's a loophole they could do that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It makes me think of um, Nick Miller being <laughs> Schmidt's representative when that guy got hurt in Schmidt's store. I am unemployed. I do nothing every day. So imagine how much effort I'm going to be putting into making each day a living hell for you. (laughs) The amount of paperwork that you're going to have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Winston hands over his business card. The guy's like, this is just a baseball card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Uh, and I feel like the fact that we keep talking about other shows instead of this movie, I feel like <laughs> tells us how we maybe feel about this movie. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's it's um, I feel like you could kind of compare it to a just dumb, entertaining action movie for guys. Yeah, where it's just like this is just a silly comedic entertaining movie girl power movie yeah directed towards girls yeah. uh which is just like i mean it's not a bad thing but it's not something that's gonna carry much weight yeah like at the end of the day i didn't think it was a bad movie but i don't know it just wasn't working for me this time mm-hmm. I, I maybe it's because the couple movies we did before this were um much better yeah in in comparison i would say uh so maybe that kind of hindered my outlook on this one i don't know maybe um anything else you want to share do you want me to get into trivia and facts 
Let's do trivia. All right. So as agreed in her contract, uh, Reese Witherspoon got to keep all the costumes after filming. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, so a perfect score on the LSAT exam is 180. So L's score of 179 puts her in a top 0.1 percentile. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so L Woods wears 40 different hairstyles throughout this movie. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, so the character was named after L Magazine. Amanda Brown, who was the author of the novel Legally Blonde, uh, which the movie is based on, spent her time at Stanford Law School reading uh, copies of L Magazine. I didn't know this was based on a book until I did the research on it. Okay. And when I say research, I just look on IMDb. <laughs> uh, during the opening credits, a group of guys is seen wrestling on a lawn in front of a fraternity house. Uh, these guys were actual Caltech students and were last-second addition to the scene. Uh, they showed up on the set. Um and unannounced, and they were invited to join in the filming. Hmm. So just some random bros. Uh, while at Stanford, uh, the author, Amanda Brown, wrote letters back home regarding her inability to fit in with her classmates. Uh, later, she made a manuscript based on those letters and sent it to an agent uh, who was drawn to it because it was the only manuscript submitted on pink paper which was later referenced in the movie when Elle has scented pink resumes. Nice. Uh, so Charlize Theron, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Alicia Silverstone, Catherine Heigl, Christina Applegate, Mila Jovovich, and Jennifer Love Hewer are all considered for the role of Elle Woods. Mila Jovovich? Yeah, and Jennifer Love Hewitt? Like, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I just can't see her playing this character. <laughs> what's well, legally blonde so would jennifer love you at dye her hair blonde i guess so that would and be... i can't see her as a blonde yeah like i could see charlie's theron maybe doing this and alicia silverstone totally could have done it It'd just been her t- character from clueless yeah Catherine heigl i don't know christina applegate i feel like would have been too old uh I don't. maybe any early 2000s? Maybe not, but I feel like she was playing more adult characters than this at that time. Hmm. Uh, so it was the first movie that Reese Witherspoon had the leading role in that was actually a box office hit. Uh, so Universal Pictures passed on making the movie and the MGM ended up picking it up. Uh, so if you Google Legally Blonde, uh, it you'll end up seeing a pink handbag and if you click on it there's some like fun animations that occur and i actually tried it and it does work oh like the one when i clicked on it is like the dog came out of the bag and then sat in a beauty salon chair with like a hair dryer <laughs> it was kind of funny <laughs> uh so it's funny i mentioned clueless um this movie has been nicknamed clueless goes to college <laughs> nice and like yeah that makes sense uh, so Chloe, Chloe uh, Sevigny would turn down the role of Vivian Kensington. Um, I can't really think of anything that you would know Chloe from. Uh, she was in the movie Kids, which is 
kind of a dark movie. <laughs> What's her last name? Seven Seveny, I think it's how you say it. S E V I G N Y. Oh, okay. I if you saw her, you might know who she is. Yeah. She's one of those that she's usually pretty good in what she's in. She just, I don't know, maybe the roles that she takes haven't really pushed her career. But uh, so in the original script, Head Over Heels by the Go Go's was originally going to be the opening credits. Uh, before Perfect Day by Hoku was chosen. Which when that song kicked off, I'm like, oh geez, like how many commercials has this song been in? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been in a lot of commercials for um medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like allergy medication. <laughs> uh the last thing I got is this movie um cost eighteen million dollars and it made hundred and forty one in the box office. Dang. So pretty profitable. So next up is uh, the grades I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? IMDb 6.0. It is a 6.4. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomato Critic 54. 71. What? Yeah. Come on, critics. You're better than that. Audience, give me a 79. 72. Oh, just a little bit better. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember who went last because you weren't here last week. Eh. <laughs> yeah, jerk. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Watching it this time, like I don't think it's a bad movie, and it's entertaining enough. And I don't know if my wife decided she wanted to watch it, and I would sit there and probably watch it and not be irritated or bored. So I don't think it's as good as Pretty Woman or Dirty Dancing because I, I ended up really enjoying Dirty Dancing last week. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was able to do the episode by myself on it, so I did enjoy it. Uh, I ended up giving this a 3.5. Okay. I I couldn't give it a full on four because I, like I said, that just something about Reese Witherspoon that I'm not a huge fan of, and then the character of L I don't wasn't my kind of person, and then I I felt like some of the characters were underutilized like Luke Wilson, but I mean at the end of the day it was a pretty decent movie and it's it's watchable. So um, what do you get? Yeah, uh, I mean basically kind of the same things to say where it's not it's definitely not a bad movie and i think you start getting it a bad when you get like 2.5 kind of range and things like that and um i really do like my comparison where it's just like this is just a fun entertaining movie like it's it's not going to wow anybody it's not going to be an impactful movie it's just made for sheer entertainment purposes and so with that and some of the quirky things that we talked about like i mean i you had some really great comparisons where it's just like road trip euro trip that kind of thing you know i feel like if i was writing those i would probably rate those in the same range of this one um just because 
it's a dumb spoof popcorn comedy. Movie. Yeah. And so I I was a little bit lower than you. I landed at a three out of five. Rock. Yeah, I would say that's definitely fair. It's not as good as the room, I'll say that. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you put in uh Tommy Wiseau as Luke oh. Wilson's character. Oh, you're man. tearing me apart now. Then I might enjoy it more. Oh hi, Judge. <laughs> Uh, she did not kill her she did not <laughs> oh hi judge oh gosh oh, so i feel like it's that. only um right that we finish out the chick flick month with um the last two weeks doing sandra bullock movies because i feel like she's been in quite a few chick flicks mm-hmm. and you know sandy b always brings it <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes from uh, Big Bang Theory. Nice. Um, I don't know how much you've watched that show, but they tried to go see like Indiana Jones and um, Raiders of Lost Ark in a theater, and they got there kind of late. And like, of course, Sheldon's losing his mind over it. It's supposed to be like some special version that's got like fifteen seconds more of like unseen footage. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to do now because that was their plan and they all the seats were sold out. And um, Raj was just like, we could go see such and such movie with Sandra Bullock. He's like, that's still playing. He's like, we get seats to that. He's like, and you know Sandy B always brings it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Which is funny because I don't think I've ever seen her bad in any movie. So he's got a point. <laughs> But yeah, we got two left. Um, next week, we're going to be watching Miss Congeniality, which is also a movie that I've seen before. Uh, it's been a long time, though. I think, I think I've only seen that once as well. I've seen that a handful of times. So. Oh, okay, so you'll have more experience with it than me. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're going to be rounding out the month with a movie that neither one of us has seen, and that's Hope Floats which was one of my wife's suggestions. So I'm so excited. I'm sure she'll be happy to watch that one with me. Um, we were supposed to watch um, Legally Blonde together, but it's been kind of a crazy week at her house because both of her kids were sick. So I ended up just having it out in the background when I was working. But we did watch uh, Dirty Dancing together, and then I watched it by myself. Dancing by yourself? Secretly. I was swooning the whole time over Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Thinking about Roadhouse. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, if you guys are liking the show, um, please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, Follow us on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Uh, We have a YouTube channel where we do odds and ends of stuff. Probably should put some more things on there. It's been a long time since we put anything on there. I'm kind of slipping. I do have some stuff planned uh, for Slash Request. Uh, hoping to get that done relatively soon. Yeah, that's like me and the TikTok stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. TBD. Yeah, and also, uh, speaking of TikTok, we've got one of those. Uh, we got a fair amount of stuff on there already. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't do the TikToks. I make the videos and send them to you and you put them up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about it. But uh, 
yeah, we got all those. Check those out. Uh, come by next week. We're going to be talking about miscongeniality. But until then, as always, be kind and rewind. You say that.